Hey, I don't know about you guys, but me, I've had it up to here. There are some 40-odd homicides a day on our streets. There are over 2 million illegal guns in this city. Man, that's enough guns to invade a whole damn country with. They shoot a cop in our city without even thinking twice about it. Now, come on. I mean, you guys ride the subway. How much more of this grief we're gonna stand for? How many more locks we gotta put on our goddamn doors? Now, we ain't got the police, the prosecutors, the courts, or the prisons. I mean, it's over. The books don't balance. We are a statistic. can't go to the corner and buy a pack of cigarettes at the dark because you know the punks and the scum on the street when the sun goes down and our own government can't protect its own people then I say this pal you got a moral obligation the right of self-preservation now you can run you can hide now you can start to live like human beings again this is our Waterloo baby you want your city back you gotta take it dig it Thank you, Fred Williamson. I what? dug it. You dug it. Well, you said dig it. I said oh, I dug it. You dug it. I mean, they're devastating stats. Why do you dig it? Well, <laughs> because they're, they're stopping it. Oh, okay, okay. Years before Cobra, Fred Williamson was the first guy who rattled off crime statistics. Now, do you think he brought that to the set, or was that uh, yes, written? Yes, I totally in? think he had the crime statistics. Dude, he immerses himself in a role. I believe it. He's straight method. He's just yeah. like he's beyond. He killed, method. I think, three people for real in this you know, while filming this movie. They're oh, all criminals, shit. so it's okay. Does he practice running in the tight jeans? He doesn't need to. What no, does that fo- mean? Robert Forster was fucking running like a motherfucker in those yeah tight jeans. Oh yeah, yeah. But I loved how they did uh, uh, Fred. I was gonna call him Steve. Uh, I loved how Fred. Uh, Steve is in it. Uh, Steve is in it. Uh, but I loved how Fred ran during that one scene where he was chase, chasing down the drug dealer because well, they they had to keep cutting to make him look fast. Well, that's well, his knees are probably shot. He was a football player, so his knees are probably shot. Oh, that's a good point. This is what like, I have a point about that. I want to. Well, well, we get we'll get to it we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, great cut. Yeah, but it's a beautiful week, Murray. We're Back. Beautiful. It's cold as shit, man. It was fucking snowing today. I know all about it. My furnace is my furnace, so a I woke up. Furnace. Dude. I woke up to a nice fifty-five. Is there degree. like a child that was burned? Like his remains are burned in your furnace, and it's haunted now. Um, you know, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I got to go look in the have chimney. You ever have you ever had exorcism done on that furnace? I haven't. Look into it. I mean, it's a brand new furnace. I thought it came pre-exercise. I, maybe a Chinese kid died in one. I don't know. <sighs> Probably where they're made. It's American made. Come on. Really? Yeah, they told me it was American okay. made. And they also told the me there was says it. no ghosts in it. So no, I don't believe that. It's in the paperwork. I'll get that out later. We'll get the lawyer. We'll thump through it. But we're back into action. That's why it's a beautiful back week. What brought us? And you, apparent, judging by our numbers, you guys are happy that we're back to action. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still going to do horror and on October, on December too. Well, we have to do horror the second that Veronica drops because yes, that oh. might be a special episode. We might just like as soon as it drops, like 
It's a Saturday. It's coming up Saturday. I'm calling in sick to work. We're, yeah. I guess if Saturday. If they do a special screening, we're going to be there. We're going to live fucking record it. We're both going to be shirtless with our necklaces on. We're going of full course. Danzig. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to apparently you get have, punched Well, by out. the way, did I mention this? I, I think it, got, it came across last episode. Fuck Glenn Danzig. I don't, you know, I listened to the episode. I finished it up today. I don't remember that coming up. Not even well, once. I'm, he's on my... He's on my list. He made Ta- my I, list. I mean, you brought up ghosts, so let me just go ahead and dash this point away here. There was some kind of ghost in the recording. I kept hearing what sounded like white power. That was Weinbauer. Oh, that's Weinbauer. Yeah, I just want anybody who thought we took a turn for the worse last week and we just embraced the alt-right. <laughs> it's Weinbauer, Weinbauer. what that guy was saying throughout the episode. Eddie Weinbauer. Wait, is that the Ragman's name? Yeah, and that's that makes per, that makes perfect swag segue because the hero of this movie is called Eddie as well. Yeah, he's not called Ragman. Not called Ragman. He put his rags away, and now he's uh, a factory worker. But we- yeah, Griff, this movie is very reminiscent of the Charles Bronson Death Wish series. Very, very. I love. Fuck, I love. They don't make movies. Like, I don't know if you can make a movie like this anymore. Just like that gritty. Dirty vibe, like everything looks like shit, and it's all run down. I love um, that fucking vibe, man. You easily could. I feel like but they're why don't out they do there. it? Um, did we already miss out on the opportunity to ask do these questions for his uh, 500th episode? Because we no. need to ask him. Maybe I'll have an no, answer. He still wants. Yeah, I told him to get back to him. Where are these movies? They're out there, but I just don't think we yeah, know how to find know, them. Yeah, I haven't watched a new movie in like twenty years. <laughs> it feels like I didn't go see Terminator, dude. <laughs> so what it sounds like no one did. <laughs> I I ended up like looking up some of the numbers for for the Terminator, and that movie, like the first one, cost them like five million to make. It's the best one, and it makes like three hundred million. Yeah. So I was expecting to see a jump. I saw in the- that with a double feature with that and Runaway, Tom Selleck movie. Oh, I love Runaway. Gene Simmons in that too. Yeah, that's going to be a future episode. Oh fuck yeah! Um, but it was interesting because the second movie, the budget goes up three thousand percent. However much it is, it jumps. Yeah, because he had fucking Axl Rose song and Guns N' Roses song. Oh, that was probably that was it. Twenty million right there. But it. It's still there. They worked in a little special effect, but there's still so much good writing and acting in there. It's they just should have just stopped it right there. They actually the, the story was over with after. Yeah, that. I don't know why they had to. They just keep beat trying a dead to horse. Like let it go, let it go, let it go. Um, yeah, I mean, but they're not. They're gonna. This is all they're gonna go is. You know what? We need to reboot it. What's the Rock doing? Can the Rock be Terminator? I what I don't like is that the first two I don't remember the first one. It's been so long since I've it's seen great. it. That's my favorite. It's probably that or Conan the Barbarian is probably my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. But they just try to make everything so ridiculously action packed. It completely takes you away from any realism. It, like they're hopping that was a trucks gritty. onto the helicopters. One, the first one was really gritty. That was another gritty. It was. They don't make gritty movies anymore. Yeah, it, it, when when you hear action now, you're expecting to see the rock jump it's off a skyscraper. Sh- yeah, it's, all, it's all CGI, so it's all shiny and plastic looking. Yeah, and, like know. we need more realistic, like not real. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how to say it. Uh, yeah, realistic, but I just it, it's 
I don't know. It's a feeling. Action's you in can't a, describe it because it's a feeling. Yeah, it, it's just it's in such a horrible place right now. No action. Well, it's all like kid, children's movies now. Like action movies used to be fucking for adults. Yeah. And now they're just kid movies. You yeah. Know, superhero shit. Fast and Furious is, might as well be a superhero movie. Right. I mean, we got Taken, but even that, it's just it's too much. Yeah. I, I, I don't need super powered like white guys. I just want like normal dudes who are kind of shitty, like real people, and they solve a problem the worst way possible by shooting people. <laughs> that's all well, I want. You're in for a treat because that's our movie this week. And yeah. I'm just gonna go right to the trailer. Let's hit it. So this is Rob the great late great Robert Forrester. Still living and great Fred Williams, and unfortunately another late great Steve James. Steve W. James in the uh, credits. Here it is, people. Vigilante. An asphalt jungle, an urban skyline of fear, waiting, watching, destroying. You're not safe anymore to walk the streets. When every hour, 163 more people become victims of assault. You live at the mercy of the animals who inhabit the streets of every city. People who place little value on their lives, and even less on yours. You live in a country where 12 women are raped every minute, where 65 people are murdered each day. It's happening now. It's happening this minute. The police are powerless. The law is corrupt. And the courts turn them loose. Figure that's the answer. That's my judge and my jury. There is only one alternative. It's time to take a stand. Because time is running out. You're not safe anymore. Their numbers are growing. And you must wage a war to eliminate the problem. Yourself. Vigilante. Welcome back. Great trailer. Nice and short to the nice, point. Nice short to the point. Unlike this episode, <laughs> it'll probably be forty no. minutes longer than it should be. No, we're gonna we're gonna chug through. We're gonna chug through. We're gonna be as fast as Fred Williamson in his football days. The hammer. Mm-hmm. The hammer. Such a good nickname. We could use the hammer on the Lions. We could use any. Yeah, right now I would prefer yeah. Fred Williamson was on our our defensive line. Unfortunately, we got Fred Williams. We already opened our episode with it, but he's opening this movie with that nice Cobra. Well, Cobra borrowed it from this movie, but the crime. And statistics. then the irony is Fred Williamson did a movie called Black Cobra. He did. That's right. He did four movies, Black Cobra. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's, yeah, so he's, he's breaking it down. He's letting us know how fucked up our country's got and how ungreat America is. Yeah. So when was America great? Because according to Trump, that was when it was great. And he's rattling off, like, there's 5,000 rapes a day. And, yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, when was it great? I don't know. Apparently, if we go and look at the stock markets back then, maybe look at Dow, maybe it was pretty high back then. Because that's all that matters. That's the yeah, only that's, that's, thing you look at to see if we're doing well. That's how you run an economy. Exactly. 
So he is inspiring the hell out of a bunch of people we don't know. We just know that Fred Williams, Williamson, Williamson, Williamson is fucking badass. His name is Nick in this movie, so you may hear us say Fred or Nick, yeah, because we just love the man so much. Just like whenever whenever we have Steve James, in I didn't a movie, even take time to learn Steve James' character name. He's just. Officer, like, like I, I put Officer James and stuff yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> so You might not recognize him because he doesn't have a mustache in this one. Oh, what a beautiful man, though. I recognize him immediately. He's just got the face and the eyes that you're just, they just warm your heart. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like puppy. You just love looking That's at something it. Something that doesn't warm my heart, Griff, rape. Oh, my God. And since this is a Death Wish-ish movie, of course you got to open it with some rape. Well, yeah, you get the scene. The woman's coming home from work. Yep. She's getting, yeah, she's like going to her apartment, uh, the mail thing, and you see just a glimpse of this creepy face looking out a window. Yeah. And, it's a real uh-oh. creeper. Uh oh. He's got the classic cat burglar outfit, the black stocking cap on, all black. He's it up was, to no good. Dude, it was a red one. When it, I saw it, it I was like, this. I'm looking at a mirror myself here. Did it say MAGA on it? It didn't. No. Neither does mine. But I wear that red cap, and I was it like, was oh, red? shit. I, don't even yeah. I thought it was black. I thought it was red. And I was pro- I'm profiling the hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so she gets in, she, and then door's about to close, and then this greasy paw goes coming in the little gap, Ugh. opens it. It's fucking the scumbag piece of shit. Oh, my God. The ten- the- we don't get any of this anymore. There's no tension anywhere in these fucking no. action movies. So you get this fucking intense scene of them riding the elevator. And, yeah. you know, you got the elevator music. It's terrible. And it's bad because bef- before when he got in, he pushed every button. So they're stopping at oh, every floor. Yeah. And she's like at the seventh floor. And she's like, God damn it. He's got that big grin on his He's face. Doing... like. Ugh. So they get to her floor. Right. And she's, like, getting ready to open the door to the elevator. It was a weird... It was a very... Yeah, it was, I'm glad you pointed out. It was a very bizarre elevator because it had the, the door op- doors that you normally see. And then there was, like, a door with like a doorknob on it yeah. outside of that. Yeah. I didn't get it if it, this was one of those, like, uh, buildings where each floor was, like, you know, an individual apartment or condo or whatever. No, but I don't think that. I can't imagine that was the case, no. so... She opens the door. She goes to get off. She's kind of like looking over her shoulder because, you know, you should probably be careful of this, you know, yeah. shady looking character. I mean, we all saw this coming. Yeah. She the did. shady character yeah. attacks her. Yeah. And he takes her up to the roof and they leave it to your imagination. I, I say rape murder. Griffith says good old fashioned rape. Something bad happens. Uh, I read the wiki. They said it was an assault, which I imagine they took off, you know, a description of the movie somewhere. But it's bad. She, they, it's a it's a rooftop rape, though, That's which I thought was kind. great I, view, but horrible. <laughs> and so we're gonna go to the next day where we. Well, have... no, he leaves, and then we see this little old lady. She's like taking her garbage out. Oh, is she... and she's okay. terrified. We're getting a feeling for what's going on in New York in nineteen eighty two and eighty three. Griff, yeah, where they're all is terrified. The cops ain't gonna do shit for these guys. That's why fucking uh, our man Fred is like getting these like militias. He's starting up metal militias. And I want to point out that you know I'm all about, uh, you know. My my right to bear arms. It's all I'm about. So I sure. go I go to like Target or whatever with my machine gun because yeah, it's my right as an American. Yeah, 
And every time some liberal pansy ass motherfucker comes up to me and talks like, hey, you shouldn't have a gun here. I actually have Fred Williamson's speech on a card, a laminated card. Oh, like you, that's what you have on yeah. your uh, your lanyard? No, I have it for everybody. I, I, I can give these out. Oh, you give them out. So I go, uh, excuse me. I hand this to them, and they just shut the fuck up. They're like, I'll go about your way, sir. Oh, I I mean, it's because you have Fred Williamson winking at them. It's You kind of do like a sweet and sour thing. It's a lenticular car, like, card, so you can like go oh, back and oh, forth so and winks. It's a beautiful card. How but much on the s- back, it says that speech. Yeah. And, There's no price to Freedom Graph. You're asking how much it costs. Oh, it's no. Oh, Jesus. It's good to know. Oh, so, yeah. I just. Anytime saying you guys got any anti gun people in your life, you're like, hey, man, 500 kids were just killed in, today because we're rattling off Freedom Williamson statistics. Go, listen to this. And then they'll <laughs> just go, okay, we need to have guns on the streets. Are you kidding me, dog? Knock it off. All right, so okay, so the cops show up. Old They're lady, like, yeah. Nobody's talking. Nobody, even the old lady that we know saw the fucking rapist. Right. <laughs> They're like, "What are you gonna do?" They don't even really want to do their job. They're like, "Fuck, seventh floor. Why can't they be on the first floor?" <laughs> you said that. Actually. He did. Damn. So they're just jaded. They don't fucking give a shit. But you know who gives a shit? Fucking Fred and the vigilante crew. I mean, you got one cop. The I think this is the only mustache man in the in the movie. Uh, he, he was, no, the, the lawyer had a great mustache. Oh yeah, he did. So the detective's like even shaking that old lady. Like I know you know something. She's not talking though. No. Fred walks in the door after the cops leave, and he just goes right to that lady. He's like, you "What know, do you know? You know we'll take care of business." She's like, "I know you will." So she gets in the Punisher van they have. Oh, yeah. They st- they just get out and start patrolling, right? Well, well, yeah, because we see that guy, that rapist on the corner, laughing it up with his buddies. He's just talking about another like crime he got arrested for. He got off. Yeah, he's like, no, there's no way they're going to convict me. And if they do, I'm going to slap on the wrist because those liberal judges he's don't like, know. He's like, they, don't, don't know. they don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> and they're slapping each other on the back. I'm going to rape somebody later today. And then that fucking, uh, what would you call it, the Punisher van? Yeah, Punisher van. Punisher van pulls up, door slides open, the old lady goes, him. And and then, uh, <laughs> the, uh, what do we even call this team? I, I just called them the Vigilante Crew in my notes. So the Vigi Crew? So I'm the, I'm the V Crew. The V Crew? I called it the V Team at one point. The V Team's good. Because it's like an A-team band, V Team. Okay, I'll go with it. So we got the V Team. They send out two guys. They fucking grab the... the grab them off the street. Just, throw them in the van. Yep. That's, uh, that's like basically how... Um, how Trump wants to start uh, deporting people. Just roll up in a van, pull them off the streets. Oh, it's called Justice. Oh, Justice. You're right. So now we meet our hero, Eddie. Our hero. A reluctant hero. Played by the great Robert Forrester from Jackie Brown and a lot of other great movies. And he's out idyllic. I thought something would happen here because nothing ever good happens at a park in a 70s, 80s action movie. Yeah, but he's having it's him and his, his like three year old son, his wife, and they're doing on a, a remote control airplane. Yeah, having a great time. He should. Uh, his son probably would go, would have gone on to be a drone pilot and murder people overseas or something. Murder? He'd be a hero. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're right, hero. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a good time. And usually, you're right. In these park scenes, you have. Uh, 
You have something disrupting just to show how shitty. There's no sanctuary right, there'd be anywhere. Like, like something wouldn't happen to them. There'd just be a scene of some like punks like you know spraying graffiti on something. Or yeah, something. just to ruin the perfect afternoon. Like just as Eddie and his wife Vicky are about to kiss or something, like a punk would run them over. Right. But no, nothing happens well, we right get, now. We get a little, we get a little background about their their life. And Vicky is like, "Dude, you're working so hard. You got to spend time with the family." And he's like, "Look, I'm getting my business off the ground." Yeah. What? What is? <laughs> he works at a Sparks factory. No, he's like, a, I didn't think he worked there. I thought he was a Sparks repairman. He's a Sparks repairman. I really, I thought that was his job. He's like a traveling repairman. He just right. brings a spark gun and well, yeah, refills and the sparks. So he's like, "Look, I promise." When we when I get enough business, I'll take a week off and we'll go to Florida. Yeah, a week. This is very America for you, though. Like, no time to take off. It's like the hardest thing. It's pulling well, he's, teeth he's a, he's to go on vacation. He's an entrepreneur. He's starting a business. Trying to. But uh, this is now that we've established Vicky and you know their their son who doesn't deserve a name because he's Scott. not good. His name is Scott. Damn it, he's Scott. You shouldn't have named him because this is just going to get name sad. Him. His name was Scott. Okay. He had a name in the movie. Maybe okay. you cared about him. You don't remember <laughs> it. It was Scott. I had a feeling I didn't need to remember his name. Well, he's not going to be with us much longer. <laughs> alert. So we cut over to Vicky. She's got Scott. And, yeah, uh, you getting, know, they're just hitting up, getting some petrol, getting some gas. No, she's getting a tire repaired. Oh, she's getting a tire. Oh, okay. That's right. And we're seeing her view at the gas station. And we get uh, some gangsters. Rico. Rico. Drives in. Looking he like, needs Looking gas. like Che Guevara. He's got the fucking shades beret on. Now, he's minding his own business. He's just getting gas. <laughs> it's like, wow, you see it through his eyes. Because yeah. he gets gas, and then the guy's like, that'll be 10 bucks. Yeah, I ain't got it. And then he leaves. He's about to leave. And the old man, he's an entrepreneur, too. And he's like, I don't work hard. You can take my gas. I like I, I let that go just to hear how you remember this scene because <laughs> that old man comes up. And before he even says that'll be $10, he says, I don't like your riffraff with your clothes and your 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 swashbuckling. Well, it turns out he's right because these guys are pieces of shit. But he fucking profiled oh, wow. them. The victim. He, he so immediately profile profiled them. You can abuse them then. Well, I mean, you can have your wits oh, about man. you, but this so guy. Was, so what he did was worthy of having gasoline poured on. They're probably going to set this old man on fire. No. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't equal wow, at all. Man. You you sound like that that lawyer later on. Man. <laughs> I uh, I'm going method here. I'm trying to be that lawyer. But no, and so like, and the guy doing the uh, repair of the tire, he's like, I'm not getting involved because Vicky's like, you see what this, your boss is about to be murdered and set on fire. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I got to do something. Yeah. So Vicky has to walk over, fucking, you know, throws the old man out of the way, puts the gas back on the hook or whatever the fucking thing's called, and she slaps Rico in the face. And Rico doesn't take kindly to that. And he's about to set her on fire, but as luck would have it, a cop. Cop car goes around the corner. There's always a cop car that goes around the corner. Like every scene break or tension release, it's a cop car going around the corner. And then Larica goes, "Yeah, you you'll live to regret this, lady." And gets in his car and they take off. And very, I want to point out, very inclusive gang. We yeah. get Prego, who's a black man. We get a white woman, and we have Rico. So I like that. That there's there's no. 
boundaries. They're like, hey, if you want to murder and rape people, you're one of us. I don't care what color you are. Yeah, and even the V team is led by uh, Fred Williamson. Well, they're multiracial because we got Hispanic guy and Ramon. Oh yeah, that's right. The white guy and Burke. Love it. Yeah, and so speaking of Ramon and Burke, we go back to where uh, Nick Fred works. And we point. We talk about this all the time. How many in America? There's so, like the, especially here in the Rust Belt. There's so many abandoned Sparks factory people. This is a functioning Sparks factory, and it made me proud to remember what America used to be like. Maybe this is what Trump talks about when he says "Make America Great Again." <laughs> Maybe and this is a fully functioning Sparks factory. It sparks everywhere. There, it's it's beautiful. He's right. It is beautiful when you see and that. Then, Eddie shows up, like I said, he because he's there to like fix one of the spark shooting machines. So I think he is just like a traveling like repairman type guy. All right. And he, we we learn that Nick and Eddie are buddies, and like Ed, Nick's like, "Hey man, want the lions this week?" Oh jeez. And he's like, uh, "Here, just throw my money in the toilet." I ain't got time for those losers. And and they're just having a good old time, the camaraderie, bro, growing up. But apparently. This job refilling these sparks is going to take them a while because you it's got to get apart. That's why it's got to get apart. So you know it, it, the time, the day is just being eaten away here. And Vicky, uh, her tires fixed. She's heading well, home. They, they also said, "Fuck it, let's call it early." And they went to a bar and they were hanging out. That's true. Uh, so Vicky, uh, you know, she's heading home, and she gets there. She tells Scotty, who you know, I don't know how old it is. Is but he's I'm very mature. Three. He's very mature for his age because she just says go take a nap, and he just goes and takes a nap. Which well, you know, crazy. he gave her a little lip. He's like, "Mom, fuck that, I don't need a nap." <laughs> fuck that. I'm Mom. three years old. I'm not a baby. And then she slapped him and said, "Don't be a fucking tyrant." Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't pay off. Because well, yeah. <laughs> she looks out the window and she sees Rico's car. Big, all the cars are shitty. The, yeah, that's just another thing you don't see in movies. Everyone has like a nice new car now. God. I like that. That's a Creole. What what was I noticing? I was just, it's just everything is catered for rich people. <laughs> really well, is. We didn't used to be that way. Everything America is commercial again. Yeah. Uh yeah. So she needs, and she's like, "Oh shit!" So naturally, you call the cops. Naturally. And naturally, cops don't do shit. They're like, "Lady." Well, she tells them the story about the gas station, right? And they're like. The man said, I'm going to follow you home, slit your throat, probably rape you, and I'm going to shoot your son in the face, probably throw him off a roof. All in that order. All in that order. And she's telling this to, I don't know if it's a dispatcher or she got straight to a cop, but the cop's just like, look, lady, it's called the First Amendment. He's allowed to say that shit to you. We don't have time. We 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 We're just our humps over. May, here. Maybe we'll find a cop like in the neighborhood or something, but we'll I get back to you. I wouldn't count on it. Well, that's going on. The guys are having a good old time at the bar. I loved how like Fred totally shut that bartender down. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Bartender's like, "Well, I got a. I'm not interested in your life story. Can you give <laughs> us some beers? Just the beer." And then Eddie, being the family man, is like, "I just want some coffee." And then when they're lo- while they're talking, they look up on this, there's the TV, and we see this guy Stokes, this real piece of shit. And he's just like, you tell he's a mobster. He's just fucking corrupt as fuck. And he's just like, oh, man, it's anti-Italian. His name's Stokes. Somehow he's Italian. He's like, this anti-Italian racism going on here. I'm an innocent man. It was the perfect call. Quid pro quo. <laughs> 
and Fred just goes, he says the truth. Like, that's all he does is say the truth in this movie. He's like, man, the rich can do whatever they want. Yeah. Because they're like, wow, we got him now. We yeah. got him. He's going to be impeached. I mean, he's going to go to jail. One of the VT members. Yeah, he's pointing and that he's out. Like, There's different rules for those creeps. Mitch McConnell's going to let him walk with a, with a day and what do they call it? Beach fed prison or something. something yeah. like Federal. Yeah. yeah. And so you're getting the vibe of what was going on back then. Now it's totally justice for everybody. Now. Oh, com- back then completely. it was corrupt as fuck. Yeah. Today, uh, you know, you got our if you, Epstein's going yeah, to if jail. If you rape a bunch of kids, yeah. you're just, you're just going to kill yourself in jail. You're just, you're just going to kill yourself in jail. And so while that's going on, fucking. Th- this is what uh, Eddie's busy doing while his wife is. Uh, well, no, before that, Steve James rolls in. And he goes, yeah, I heard uh, some punk was found in Central Park with a branch lung shoved up his ass. <laughs> Do you guys know anything about that? We don't know nothing, man. And he's like, look, I spend at least five hours a day doing my job. Busting my ass for at least one of those hours. I don't need you fucking vigilante guys doing my job and making me look bad. Stop it. Now and they're like, whatever you say, man. Fred Williamson laughing. He's like, you're such a bitch. And then he gets, I like, he gets some liquor and like leaves. Like he's on duty, and he's just like, here, here's a liquor. I put it in this brown bag, so nobody will know. <laughs> okay, and then go back to Vicky. I'm setting the stage up. Okay. Okay. Back to Vicky. So Vicky, man, you're throwing me off here. So Vicky is still at home. She's had she's had her run in with well she hasn't had a run in she had her call in with the cops didn't go so well she's a little afraid she's grabbing her baseball bat she's wrapping the barbed wire around it you know she's getting her foldable chairs out and ready she's getting all of her weapons you gotta remember she's home alone in her house this was this is like pre cell phone days so she's trying to get a hold of fucking Eddie she called up the Sparks factory they're like they're out they yeah. took like a three hour lunch break to get drunk so she's like freaking out yeah. And it's without, you know, it's for it's for reason. Because as soon as she hangs up that phone after calling Eddie's work, fucking thugs just bust in that door. Like they own the place. Like they own the place, and they're stomping their muddy muddy shoes all over the Don't fucking carpet. Don't even wipe it on the mat. Dude. Don't even wipe it on now the this mat. This is like in the fall, where it's really muddy. It's it's so muddy. There's leaves everywhere. It's fucking horrible. But. It's also beautiful because there's a cornucopia of colors of people destroying this house. We get a fat Asian guy who just trashes the TV with a tire iron. Yeah. We get a random black guy who puts pulls up a picture of Eddie and Vicky and smashes it. Symbolism. Yeah, puts that right up to the camera. That was, that was interesting. And they're like, yo, white lady, where's your money? That's Prego. The, I thought it was the leader, but Rico is the leader of the gang. Oh, they were robbing her too? Yeah, they were looking for money. They were looking for everything. I thought they, they were, were committing fifty different crimes. <laughs> they littered. They they jaywalked to get in the house. Yeah, they were doing everything. Oh man, I saw that they signed out, filled out her absentee ballot. Oh, that's voter fraud. Whoa. That's a that's a big problem. That's really fucked up. Yeah. So, and, but she's holding her own. She's not scared. She's sick and tired of being scared of these garbage people. So she fights back. Yeah, she tells Scott. Scott. Hi, because Scott's like, what the fuck's going on? Brandon's sleeping. Yeah, he, he comes down the staircase. He's, he's like, I didn't want to take a nap, and you fucking bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Are my shows on? <laughs> and she's like, Scott, hide in the bathroom. 
Right, right already. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget and he takes off. I, and you know, for like a kind of the struggling family, I gotta. I'm kind of jealous of Scott. He had a bathroom right off his bedroom. I don't even have that, dude. I mean, this kid, three year old, has a private bathroom. Yeah. I was a little jealous of that. I don't even. Have, I have a half bath. You don't like even this- have a bathroom. You fucking pissing a hole in the ground here. <laughs> I mean, it does all right. I use the pizza to mask the smell. And it's not working. It's not working. So they start slapping Vicky around. Vicky throws some punches. She ain't taking shit from these guys. Yeah. And she's like, she makes a break for it. She just runs out the back door. Yeah. And she's screaming for help. Nobody listening. Nobody. They're just laughing it up. Prego, he goes after Scott. He's got a fucking sawed-off shotgun. And he's just creeping up. Scott's hiding in the fucking tub. He's three years old, people, so he he's, he doesn't know how stupid he is because he can be seen, the silhouette can be seen through the shower curtain. Yeah. And you will never see this in a movie nowadays. This shit was gruesome. Prego, so- for no reason, just because he wanted to do it, blows Scott's head off. They just show, like, the outside where the yeah, window explodes in, like, blood and gushing we see, shit. We see, like, Vicky, Vicky looking up and watching this because it's like an attic window type of deal. Yeah. And, yeah, you just see that explosion of brains and gut matter, and it starts spraying out the window. Oh, man, it was a awesomely <laughs> gruesome. Yeah. And then, to add insult to injury, Rico just starts stabbing the shit out of Vicky. Oh. And they just leave her for dead, and they take off. So we're going to get the, I mean, Eddie's still not ready to come home. He's mm. partying the fuck out at that bar. We and didn't have Uber back then, so he's got to, like, kind of uh, oh, he's he's sober, sober up, up a yeah. little. So we get the police who actually find out about this massacre. Well, I think then one of the neighbors probably called the cops after the fact. Oh, yeah, after they left, and then finally they were yeah. like, uh, the you know what? They probably called immediately, and the cops are like, Sure, some thugs are at your neighbor's house raping and killing her, and th- you just saw a dead child's brains go flying out. <laughs> yeah, sure you did, lady. Nice we'll, prank call. Yeah, quick. we'll send the. We'll they send did the crew call over. the cops five times. Yeah, but the fifth time the cops took it seriously. Fifth time, yeah. And so Eddie's got he's in his like uh, car. He sees all these like sirens. He's like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, holy shit, that's my place. Pulls up, fucking. Nobody's there. The cops are there, and they're like, "Sir, your wife is in the hospital. Yeah, she's near death." He doesn't even really ask about his kid at this moment. He's <laughs> they just he, he's informed about his wife, and then he heads straight to the hospital where he meets up with uh, whoever's in charge of her, whoever's <laughs> her doctor. That doctor. He's just like he comes out. He's like, "I'm afraid to say she's near death," and then he's like. Want a sip of my coffee? You see yeah. that? It was like the weirdest scene. Yeah. You know, that was totally like ad-libbing. That guy was like, like what would I, was why good. am I holding a coffee? What would I do with it? What's my motivation? He's chewing like Maybe it's like, a styrofoam hey, cup, so he's like, like chewing Your the wife styrofoam. is clinging on for dear life. Like a sip of this? I got a couple Good's candy bars in here. They're all left Twixes because the liberal media got a hold of Twix. And he's like, I don't want any fucking coffee. How's my wife? She's in intensive care. You can look at her through this window. <laughs> Because, of course, intensive care unit has a peep window. So after the doctor's like, well, you need to get out of here because you can't, you can't see her right now. He walks over to that nice peep window and he's pawing at it like, oh, wife. She's barely, she barely looks injured. Like, yeah, she looks, she looks fine. She looks great. 
I think she's I think she's faking it. Well, we missed it, but before that, we get a little scene where we learn that Burke, who's one of the V crew, used to be a cop, and he's laying it out like, dude. I was a cop. I got in for the right reasons. I wanted to help people. When I was a rookie, my fucking partner, he had like a year to go because everybody has a year to go in movies. Through his pension. He's like, I ain't doing fuck all. It's a wasted time. See that shoplifter? Let him go. So it was like, and then he retires with a pension. He doesn't do shit. He gets a pension. I get laid off. Now I'm working at a Sparks factory. So we learned, on the, we understand the frustration of the V crew and why they are the way they are and why they care so much about protecting us. Great. So, <laughs> I, I, we're going all over the place here. So, so no, no, we've we're, seen we're the back. wife. She's obviously in the ICU. And uh, the son, what happened to him? Well, we already know, but Eddie finds out that he's dead. So we just jumped straight to yeah, that the cop, funeral. The, 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 the doctor said after the coffee thing, he's like, oh, by the way, your son's dead. Oh, by the way, your son's dead. He's, he has no head. But they did a good job piecing them back together because it's, it's an open casket. They do a lot of good stuff nowadays. You yeah. See it's like a pumpkin. <laughs> well, it, you know, it was kind of fall. So they just put a Charlie Brown sense. mask over him. <laughs> and so Every, yeah, cut I'll, to the funeral. There's He's, like five people there. No, there's like nobody. There's just Nick <laughs> and Eddie. Eddie's distraught as fuck. Fucking Nick, fly as fuck. I want to point out, I learned this on IMDb. Fred Williamson picked out all of his outfits for this movie, and it shows. But mm. He looks pimping and all fuck. He's, couple Dolomite designs in there. He, he has a lot of Dolomite designs. He's got a fucking leather blazer on at the funeral. He wanted to be respectful, so he kept the paint leather pants at home. Yeah. He just had some... Nice slacks on. And he's just like, he's just letting him know, like, fucking Eddie's still clinging to the American dream and the, the, the system will work. And yeah. he's just like, no, it won't. And yeah. we're there for you if you ever want to kill these motherfuckers. And he's just <laughs> like, no, the, the system works. The system works. So we're going to join Eddie. He's going to meet up with, was it the district attorney? Yes, it was. Or just some kind of attorney? No, it was the district attorney. It was just, you know. And she lays it out thick. She's just like, we know who did it. And Well, they caught him. They caught Rico. Yeah. So they're doing an arraignment. Yeah. And they're like, we just need to send this paperwork. And, you know, we, we like this guy's got such huge history. Like, he's been arrested 20 yeah. times. And and he's never been convicted. Yeah. And he's like, how how is that possible? And she's like, because when you have 45 bikers show up to a courtroom, it scares the shit out of the jury. So he's like, well... Ain't gonna scare the shit out of me. So. And then she starts rattling off some more crime statistics. Oh, She's so like, many you know, statistics. there's there's a jaywalking every fifteen seconds in this city. Yeah, there's littering, littering every hour. There's ten tons of litter. I mean, they're like on the third floor, and they look out her window, and she's like, "Look, look right there!" And there's a man like murdering somebody with a hot dog. She's like, "I can't even convict that man." Yeah, it's like Just, it's useless. It's, yeah. Why are we wasting our time? Why are you here? The court system's fucked. And so he's, but she's like, I got a good feeling about this one. Yeah. So sleep on it. Come back tomorrow. You know, we're going to get these guys. So then we get a nice scene with Nick and Eddie. Eddie's up on a roof, just staring off into space. Nick comes up. It's like, hey, sorry about your kid. And he's just like, but I, I got some, I got something we can do about that. And he's like, no, 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 no. System. I believe in the system. That's why we have courts, Nick. We don't take 
the law into our own hands. What happened in this fucking world, Nick? When I was growing up, we could keep our windows open. Now we got to lock everything behind bars. And then Nick's like, that ain't the world we live in, man. Look, on the way here, I saw a six-month-old baby shooting heroin. I saw a dog selling his ass for kibbles and bits. My old man, he got some punk kicked him in the dick, made his prostate explode. That other man can't even walk a piss straight. Jesus. I don't want that to be me. We got to take the law into our hands. No. What happens if you decide I don't have a mustache and I need to die? Don't worry about that, man. And then he, like, unzips his shirt, shows the gun. This is my judge and my jury. And then we're just laughing. So we hear both sides of the debate. They're both very compelling arguments, Greg. Very compelling. I'm siding with Nick. but, But, like, Eddie put up a good fight. You know, he's still clinging to the, the foolish idea that our court systems work. Right. I mean, if there were more Nicks or uh, more Eddies in the world, it probably would work. But unfortunately, we're, well, Nick is a realist. We're about. He doesn't to... want to do what he does. He yeah. has to do. It. He has. He's he's not wrong, and he's about to be proven right because we're going to follow Eddie to that courtroom, and he's sitting down. He's waiting for uh, Angelo, the DA, to show up, and. He's looking across the aisle, and he's he's looking right at Prego. And this is the man. After, you know, Angel, he's just reminiscing Angelo telling him, like, all these bikers showing up, intimidating this people. Guy black guy with a headband <laughs> and feathers. <laughs> and he's just like, that motherfucker, I just know something's up with I want to point them. out, gang guys had more style back then. They Like, like everybody Dude. had their own individual it's style. The, it's because of the Warriors, man. It was. He was straight yeah. out. I think he was in the Warriors. I think he time. was, too. The new, His gang he's in now is called the Headhunters. But I yeah. think he was an ex-warrior. And so now we're going to follow Prego as he goes into the bathroom. And he's got this... Well, this this uh, lawyer shows up. Yeah. And he walks in the bathroom, and then Prego follows yeah. him. And the lawyer, played by the great Joe Spinell, who always played sleazy guys, <laughs> he was... He was like uh, he was always like a B movie guy, but he was I guess he was like friends in real life with Al Pacino. So Al Pacino would always throw him a bone and give him like tiny roles in his movies. So yeah. you'll see like Joe Spinell in a lot of movies. Joe Spinell's great in this one because he's so greasy. He's like working on that little skinny little mustache of his in the in the mirror, and then Prego like throws down or like a roll of Just cash, rolls of cash. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> You know how to count, motherfucker? I, I, I don't get out of bed for that. Yeah. <laughs> and he just lays it down. He's like, I don't give a fuck about your fucking spick friend. All right? You better lay down the green, if you know what I mean. And then that Prego goes, all right, throws out another. We're like, now nah, I like the way you're talking. I'll get this fucker off today. Yeah. So we go to the courtroom. DA lets fucking uh, Eddie know. He's like, oh, fuck. This judge... He don't give a fuck at all. He, he lets people off for everything. Yeah. And she's like, we're fucked. And, but, but he says, you see Eddie clinging desperately. He wants to believe. Yeah. And so. It immediately this, goes. I, this was the most ridiculous courtroom scene at all. Okay. They're up for. Uh, I want to point out, though, Rico technically did not kill Scott. So he is yeah. up on one bogus charge. Okay. But the other charge, assault. Yeah. That was. Attempted murder. He was stabbing a woman. That was not assault. Yeah. But it's this assault and the murder of Scott. Right. And so, like, the um, uh, Joe Spinelli comes up, and he's just like, 
Your Honor, why are we wasting our fucking time? Like, this is an arraignment, people. This isn't even a trial yet. Yeah. I don't even know if this is this can even happen. This was so bizarre. And he's just like, look, he's been no prior convictions. She's like, he's been arrested 22 times. <laughs> he's like, that doesn't, you cannot use a yeah. person's past. <laughs> the judge is just fucking giving it to Angela. And she is making very <laughs> valid points. And the judge is like, whoa, that's the past. This is now. I don't care how many kids he murdered in the past. Today he's here for these charges. I can already tell he didn't kill that kid. And, Look at this man. He's got a feather in his like, head. Well, and she's like, okay, because it's all about, you know, our, our, our Congress needs to learn this. It's about give and take. Yeah, it's compromise. So, so she's like, okay, I'll drop the murder charges, but that assault, I want 15 years. I, I got to have 15 years. And then fucking Joe Spinelli's like, 15. 15. He's like, I'll give you uh, two months. And the judge goes, that sounds very fair. That sounds so fair. And she's like, what? No fucking way. He's 15 like, years? Two months? What? And he's like, I won't have that talk in my courtroom. Poor Angela's just getting fucking destroyed by this. Well, how did she become the district attorney? She's awful. Apparently. Because he's just like, I'm going to give him two years suspended sentence for good behavior and all this shit. <laughs> and because he had no prior convictions. And then fucking Joe Spinella. Off his teeth, he's just like, ah, I did oh, it again. Eddie is it, it, like, he's not into the legalese. He's a spark factory worker, right. you know. So he, he's like trying to register it all. Angela comes back and she's like, "Do you understand what just happened?" And Eddie's like, mm, "I think I do." And she's like, "He's getting off with basically nothing." And Eddie just freaks the fuck out. As you would, if uh, yeah. You. He's hulking out now, and he just charges right at uh, Prego. And he's just... Well, no, he charges at Rico. Oh, he charges at Rico. Oh, yeah. my bad. Prego. I, he doesn't know anything about Prego. Yeah, I get these names all fucked up. And so then, then he goes for the judge. That's right. And then the judge is like, contempt of court, 30 days in jail. Uh, he gets a longer sentence. So he, so he <laughs> goes to jail for that. This guy fucking almost murdered his wife. Didn't kill his son. I'll say that much. Yeah. But he was involved with it. He abetted. He aided and abetted in it. And he's breaking and entering. He had all these fucking guns. Yeah. He, he fucking tried to set an old man on fire earlier in the day. Yes. <laughs> and so they just let him off. And Eddie goes straight to prison yep. for contempt of court. They send him to not even jail, prison. <laughs> oh, 30 fucking days. So let's let's get back to some real gang shit. And we got a couple of Streets geeks. never rest, Chris. So even though Eddie... Yep is in prison. Nick is still on the job. So we got these geeks, you know, they're, they're trying to buy some drugs and we see one of our gang members and, you know, they're talking a little bit and then, of course, they look over the shoulder and a cop car rolls by because there's always just a cop car. Never does anything, but it's always there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Never does anything. Always around the corner. And, um, you know, they're just like, whoosh, that was a close one. But you know what? We're not going to do this deal. So they split up and they're walking their separate ways but then the drug dealer, the uh, the gang member, notices, like, oh, I, I kind of feel like I'm being followed. And he turns around and he sees no, a mountain of a man. No, no, no. He runs right into fucking He Nick. runs into him? Nick is just standing there. And he's oh, like, that's hey, right. what's your problem? You're in my way. He's like, yeah, I am in your way. Oh. And then he just Fred. turns tail and bitch runs the other way. He starts walking away. Yeah. And, and then Fred he... starts following him. Yeah. And it gets to the park 
Like they're in the hoops it, arena, it, it, and you got that handicapped kid. He was yeah, shooting them. Was it? I didn't know what that was. It was the projects. I don't know what the fuck that was. It, it was. was like, it was like an abandoned school, is what it looked like to me. Okay. Yeah, and so, so unfortunately for this handicapped guy in a wheelchair, yeah. Unfortunately for the drug dealer, he like flips. He hits the guy in the forehead, flips him over. Yeah, and then starts running. And of course, Nick, being the, the altruistic saint he is, he's got to stop first to make sure this handicapped. I guy love is that he right. doesn't just help him into his chair. He like lifts him over his head mm-hmm. to just demonstrate how manly he is, how strong as fuck he is. And he's then he's just like rocking him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my then, hero. And then he finally puts him in there, and the chase is on. Yes. And they're, like, parkouring through this fucking well, they are. They're school. jumping it's, over fences it's so and shit. Cool. And this is one of my favorite scenes. The Fred jumps over a fence, comes down immediately in ninja mode. Ah! Yeah. He, he that was, that he does, was good. He, he was doing Dragon Claw Groove. He was. And you know, I know that because only five Americans know Dragon Claw. Me, Fred Williamson, Stingray, Paul from Undefeatable. Yep. And two other guys who we, we had to kill. Well, I... Oh, you guys killed him? Well, it's like Highlander. Oh, there can oh. only be one Dragon Claw. So, if you're the last surviving uh, Dragon Claw uh, practitioner, let's say only in America. Oh, okay. I was There's a lot say, in China, but still, like Highlander, do you get more power when they die? Uh, no, I just you get, don't feel. I just it? get to say I'm the only American. Oh, okay. That's that, too bad. It's just that title. Special. So but yeah, there's a cat and mouse game. They're chasing each other. This, this is where we're getting those beautiful cuts. You don't see Fred running really. Uh, you just see cuts of legs running. And then you see him like shuffling, but it's just a waist high shot. Right. It was very weird. They didn't. I, that's why I was saying the jeans might have been too tight because been. he looked like uh, the one shot they have of him where it's like zoomed out. And you can see his legs and everything in motion. It looks like he's struggling a bit. Well, it's maybe a, it's a lot to contain. He's a lot of man. <laughs> you're telling me, a, Jesus, so calm down. They. Uh, <laughs> They come this it's like a, they're on a balcony type thing. Yeah, and this is for some strange reason. There's a fence marking off, like it, cutting this balcony in half. It's so strange, but this is this is a cool confrontation because now they're separated. Yeah, the the bad guy like climbs around the edge of the balcony and goes on the other side. Yeah, Fred is like a fucking Black Panther unleashed. Yeah, he should have been Black Panther. He should have fuck. Been. I would have loved that. And he just he's like hurling himself the fence. Like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. He's like, what's your fucking problem, man? He was being cool at first. They're like talking, and uh, he's just like, "What are you following me for?" And he's like, "Oh, you know exactly why." He's got that velvety voice. Oh, I'm surprised that kid didn't just like crumble under all that pressure of his voice. Well, he had that fence between. If he didn't, he would have. Yeah. But he was like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You run faster than my sister. He he noticed what you said. He's like, your pants are so tight you can't even run. Yeah. And ah, that's what that's, ah. <laughs> that's what finally set Fred off. He was just like, you fucker. And I, I think he These like... These pants cost $200. Fuck you. So finally, like, they hit their boil point and drug dealer takes off. Fred climbs around the fence because, like you said, it was like a weird balcony situation. Yeah. So he was able to get around. You get it. those weird scenes whenever they jump off like a building. We get that like yeah. six million dollar man sound effect. And of course, the camera's on the ground and it right. kind of falls with them. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. And just as the fucking piece of shit dog thinks he's got free. Yeah, he sees Fred. He's like off in the distance, and you're like, oh, Fred's not gonna catch him. He doesn't need to because our man Burke is waiting around the corner with his oh, bat. Fucking hammers him right in the gut. 
fuck yeah, he does, and it's beautiful. It's sweet. Justice is served. So we see them. They've got this perp in the bathroom. The whole, well, the whole V team as we know it right now. They're, they're smoking in, in the boys' room. Smoking in the boys' room. And they've got this, well, he's very unfortunate drug dealer at this point because they're just. Well, they're like, tell us. Tell us who your supplies are. You dumb to be a supplier. Who supplies you? I ain't telling you shit. Fuck you. Kick his ass. And then Ramon and Burke just fucking lay the boots to this fucker. I lo- like it's so gangly. It's like it's it's so perfectly it's like, awkward. It's like a real ass bit. It mean. really is. I I fucking love it. They're like trying to like this dingy ass graffiti oh. like covered bathroom. And he's still not giving it up. And then Nick's like, let me take care of this. You think you're Superman? Let's see if you can fly, Superman. Oh, of course. Opens, he <laughs> opens the window and, like, hangs him out the window. That was real. They didn't have any kind of, like, that was just all Fred Williams and holding that That guy. was the other thing that was very real is that the abandoned school had, like, these tall columns where it was only, like, you know, like, probably 10, 12 inches wide. And it was, like, eight feet off the ground. Did you notice Fred when he was – he was actually running across them, but he was, like, being super <laughs> careful not to fall over. Fall. Yeah. And this is enough. The guy bitches out immediately. He's like, Horace, Horace the pimp. He gets me the drugs. Oh, so we're going to cut straight to Horace. And he's pimping it up. You know, he's got a couple ladies out there in the street. They're looking cold. Women of the night. They're like talking about how there's only gay dudes out on the streets because they're not making any money. And why? you know why they're not making money? Because the V team is on the streets. Busting heads. It has to be. And people are scared. Finally, the roles are reversed, and the criminals are the ones who are scared. Finally. And so Horace goes, Hey, come in here. He's got this fucking Rolls Royce pimped out. Fucking got chandeliers like Duke from Escape from uh, New York uh, yeah. on the thing. And uh, Disco Ball. And he's like, Bitch, get in here. And she's like, Sorry, Horace. There's nobody out on the street. It's like they're scared. There's something going on. There's, there might be ghosts. <laughs> And she, he's like, bitch, I don't fucking give a shit. Slaps her oh. ass. He throws the money she had. He throws in her face. He's like, bitch, I can't do nothing with this. It's like five hundred dollars. <laughs> he's like, it's a fucking recession. <laughs> and she's like, get your ass on the street. And he's like, oh, okay. And runs out the street. And then he just starts peeling off. And then in the background, you see that Punisher van. Oh, that that pun van. And they're in pursuit. And we see a very. Meh, car chase because I don't think they're really chasing. They're just kind of tailing them. No good car chases in this. Movie. Well, no, but and it does eventually get to like an alley or something, and they do. They somehow arrange it. I don't know how people do this in movies. But they always do where they they set it up where he hits a thing, and his car flips. Yep, and they drag him out, whoop the shit out of him. Who is your supplier? <laughs> Fuck you, man! Don't kill me if I tell you. I'll kill you right now. And he's like, it's, it's Mr. T. Like, Mr. T? Yeah. What the fuck? What was that about? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. That's what they call him. I mean, and he's like, who the fuck's Mr. T? You know A-team. We're the V-team. <laughs> and then he's like, Stokes. It's Stokes. And then you hear, you see this little like yeah. thought bubble shoots up up Nick's head. We see that from the earlier in the movie in the bar. Yeah, in the bar. Scene. Stokes, the corrupt mafioso politician, whatever he was. I thought he was supposed to be a politician. I thought he was just a mafioso guy. I thought he was supposed to be a politician. I don't know. 
So or whatever, he's the one that's supplying all the drugs to the city. Murr, you may have noticed our supposed main character has been missing in this movie for the last well, yeah, I know. half he's, he's, 40 he's been minutes. in 30 days in the hole. Yes. As the song goes. So let's check up on poor Eddie. Eddie fuming. Yeah. He's just fucking sitting at the cafeteria table smoking cigarettes. Is fucking putting like a notch on the, the table. What I'm like day number five. Yeah. And what's going on? We see this humongous fucking black guy. Yeah. With a white guy. I love it, man. It's like we're bringing the criminals together. Exactly. This even happens in prison. That doesn't even happen in real life. As far so as we know. <laughs> so Wolfman Jack, who's like, who the white guy looks like, who apparently, according to IMDb, was the real life like head of the Hells Angels and went to jail for murder right after this movie came out. Probably for only like two years, I'd imagine. Probably. <laughs> he probably got suspended sentence, too. Suspended sentence. And, and the guy he killed, his family got put in jail for him. So they walk up to the security guard, and the, I, I don't know who whispered it to who, but there's some kind of... Something f- funny's going Something on. Something funny going on. They're working with the security guard, and he, like, nudges Eddie's way. And so they come over, and they're, like, taking his pudding. You know, they fucking poke a hole in his milk and tell him to drink it. Oh, fucking man. pours all over him. Ragman. No. Poor, poor Ragman. Yeah, it was rough. And they're like, I'm going to fuck you, boy. And he's like, fuck you. Like, Eddie's just out of his mind. And then luck would have it. He's got an angel watching over him. Well, as, as, as we know, if you've ever seen a prison movie, Griff, every time there's a white guy in jail, there's an older black gentleman yeah. who teaches in the ropes. Yeah. And this one's no different. We get an elderly black man named Rake. Yeah, Shawshank Rake. Played by Woody Strode, who's uh, actually in real life an old school uh, stuntman. He was oh, in, cool. He was in Spartacus, and he was in some other shit. Love it. He had a pretty sweet mustache too. He did. He was looking great. So he's just like, "Back off!" You know, you know. And they're like, oh, "We'll get you too, old man." They're all scared that he's, they, he knows some shit. Yeah, there's something about this old man that they're afraid of, and I'm like, yeah. he, he. This looks... black guy, the rapist, is huge. This guy yeah. is like fucking 300 pounds and like six five. Yeah, he's he, he's looking like Zeus. Yeah, he does look like Zeus. Yeah. And from from No Holds Barred, and, not the God Zeus, <laughs> and uh, Rake, he's seventy five. He's looking kind of frail. He's got the skin hanging, but but can, he he, he like like, like all prison movies, he lays down the wisdom to the white guy. And he goes, yeah. Look, man, revenge might get your dick hard, but it makes your brain soft. Don't you go looking around with that pitiful look on your face. They'll eat you alive here. <laughs> And Eddie wakes up and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah." Yeah, he he really thinks over that one. But he's still a little pissed. He's like, and he should be. I'd be fucking furious, dude. If yeah. like my fucking kid was killed, my wife is like on the verge of death, yeah. and I get thirty days in jail for yeah. being angry about that. And now you have people targeting you in jail. It's good, that's right. It's like f- goddamn. First of all, he should be in jail. There's I don't know if people know this. There's a difference between jail and prison. Prison's hardcore shit. Jail, you might get roughed up, but nobody's getting raped or anything in like jail. Jail's like for people who got like DWIs or yeah. they're like in, you know, for like a week or something like that. But know? whenever you're going to show a jail, it's like uh, introducing a gun into the first act. It's going to be used. You introduce jail into a movie. There's going to be some butt shots. There's going to be a shower scene. It's going to be a shower scene. That's where you get them when they're most vulnerable. It has to be in the shower. Uh, Robert Zadar did it in the shower. 
Yeah, Maniac Tango Cop. Tango and Cash. Oh, Maniac Cop, too. Yeah, he got killed. Remember? He got killed in the shower. That's right. And Tango and Cash, he confronted uh, <laughs> them in the shower. It's all about the shower, baby. Oh, my God. There isn't as many wisecrack jokes like no. there is in Tango and Cash. This is a very serious. Uh, there's just a whistle or some kind of clicking noise, and everybody knows it's time to leave the shower. Well, yeah, big black guy and his little white friend show and, off. And that guard, guard's, like, loving it. He's just checking out everybody's shower. The guard is loving it, and then he sees Zeus come in, and he's like, like I know the they're code. They're all yours. And yep. then, unfortunately for Eddie, he's got soap in his eyes. So he can't see what's going on. He can't everybody hear. Else, he's got soap in his ears, too, apparently. Everybody else can. They take the fuck off. Yeah. And as soon as he gets that soap, I looks up, and that black is on him. Just yeah. pounces, puts him in a bear hug like Zeus. Like you, like it you was, said. it was really weird because he doesn't throw a punch. He does just kind of like grab him to yeah. emphasize how much bigger he is, I guess. Because yeah. uh, Eddie's not a big guy. No, he's an oversized guy. Yeah, he's looking like a normal forty-five-year-old man who just had a three-year-old. You know, has a three-year-old. <laughs> so he's hitting him against the wall, and he's just like, "I'm gonna murder you." And you well, got to murder him. He's going to butter ape him is what oh, he's going to do. Oh, that was, that was the end goal here? He yes. Just, oh. Why would he want to kill him? What was the, what was the, he Why did he want to butt rape him? Because he's a rapist who wants to get off. Oh. Speaking of getting off, the guard is totally into it. He did, I thought he was going to leave. <laughs> he's like, he's, this is better than a sunset. He's, he's got fucking... He's got... <laughs> this is why you need to listen to our episodes. You get that joke. <laughs> he's got, like, popcorn out and shit. Yeah. And fucking thank God for Rake. Rake, he knows this is fucking black guy's move. Zeus, right? we'll him, I'm going to call him Zeus. Ugh. Zeus's move, fresh fish, yeah. rapes him in the shower. Right, so, when, right when Zeus was getting the trousers down while his buddy was well, undoing Rake the trousers. Rake fucking takes out the guard first. Like, yeah. pop, oh, well, yeah, he jaw, was in the way. You gotta knocks get... him out. And then he, does, he fucking takes out the biker dude. No problem. No problem. Beats the shit out of Zeus. I'm kind of surprised the biker dude, the Hell's Angel guy, was okay with an elderly <laughs> black man beating hey, him up. I don't know. It's, he's, a, he's an actor. He's about yeah. the craft. Yeah, that's cool. And <laughs> and then he fucking pummels the shit out of Zeus. Yeah. He leg dropped him. That was fucking insane. Dude, where did this come he from? He ripped him. He, he did ripped that rip him. him off. Rip him. And <laughs> if only he had Hulk Hogan blonde hair. <laughs> While doing this, that would have been even better. And so, yeah, the most unbelievable scene in the movie: this elderly man beats the shit out of this huge black guy, and then fucking Eddie's just fucking—I don't know what—he's out of it. He's just like, oh shit! He's just curled up in a ball in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, all I, would, I want to do is not have my, have the guy who killed my son put in jail. <laughs> what the fuck? So that's Rick- the snapping point. That's when Eddie snaps. So Eddie or Rake throws an arm around Eddie, takes him back to his cell or whatever. But we got we got real business to get back to, and it's of course in the form of our friend Nick. And of course, it's at the docks. Griff. It's got to be at the docks. <laughs> it's always at the fucking docks. And it is the most this jarring is... scene. You just see a dude. We've done eighty movies. At least seventy of them had a scene taking place at the docks. At least. And, and two of those were like sci-fi movies. That's how crazy it is. Everybody knows you go to the docks for shady <laughs> shit. And so we just Nick get... Nick knows. That's for damn sure. Yeah. You got a guy who's just standing guard with a gun. And within three seconds of cutting this scene, he gets fucking shot in the chest. <laughs> Flies off the docks into, into the, the water. water. Yeah. He's got fucking blood. It was, it and was then great. Nick comes out of the shadows with that sawed off. Oh, he's looking so And good. Mr. Stokes, he's just like, excuse me, brother. Broham, bro. I'm <laughs> trying to like... You know, he did do that. We he, created 4,000 jobs for black 
people. He's trying Respect me. to like, you know, bond with the black dude. He's trying so hard. And Nick, he knows the score. He, he this is not working on him. No. He's just like Here's your job, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom! Just blows the guy away. Nice slow motion. He he's, falls down. I, I, think, I think Stokes tried to say to him, you won't get away with this. And he's like, I believe I will. And he does. Well, as far as we know. <laughs> Back to Eddie. It's day 30. Finally gets out. Rake stops him. Eddie. Don't ever come back here. Yeah. I don't know if I could even protect you. <laughs> but if you're going to do some shit, make sure you don't get caught. You will not survive here. And Eddie is just a man on a mission. This is like my favorite scene in the this, whole this goddamn movie. He just fucking walks straight out of that prison. He, I don't think he, he. I think he walks right from the prison. Yeah. To Nick, which in America is impossible to do. You can't walk from anywhere to anywhere without. I walk here every week. You walk here? Yeah. Jesus. So yeah, so Nick and the boys are having a good old time at the handball court. And this oh, the seat's so great because this is how you know Eddie is ready to fucking do business. He's ready yeah. to kill. He just walks, cuts into everybody's handball game. He just yeah. walks right through the. Nick's at the far end from the entrance, <laughs> and so he's walking through. You got a guy with handball gloves on. That's how serious. He's got sports goggles, shorts. Got, I didn't know there's a handball uniform, but these guys have dude them. shorts right below the like the they dick got, line. They got know? Tim shorts on. From Tim shorts, yeah. Huh? They got the button ups tucked in. Beautiful. Yeah. They don't make it like that anymore. People they, need to start dressing more like that when they play handball. There's a couple dudes at the gym who do that. And they're playing handball? Uh, if they were a handball court, I they're, imagine they'd be playing it. Their hands are somewhere near their balls. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he's he just comes straight up to Nick. I want him. And then Nick just gives a little smirk. He's like, he gets it. He finally, finally? gets it. He, you know, it's like attempted rape. He finally <laughs> gets it. This is how you handle the business. So... We get our, our our V team van rolling out because he's like, I know where Rico is right now. Yeah, we'll I, just go right now. Yeah, it's like I could have killed him, but I wanted to save it for you. I imagine he's got a little black book. It's got all the addresses written down, right. or maybe he's just like uh, Seagal. He's just got. I mean, we already know he's got everybody working with him directly instead of the police. Right. So of course he knows where Rico is. Right. He's going to get Rico, right? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> Rico is fucking some skanky ass bitch. Well, it's been this whole movie, and we have yet to see Lady Nudity. Yeah. Was, We've seen a lot I, of... I, I was, like, shocked that the chick in the beginning didn't get her top ripped off. Yeah. That's... Oh, uh, Vicky? This, yeah. No, not Vicky. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the random the, chick at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, This was, like, the turning of the tides, I think. Like, when... like This is, mm. the movie came out, like, 83. Because you 80, notice there was no, like, nudity. I think. Nudity, like, after that. Like, 70s was all, like, tits. Like, girls getting tops ripped off all the time. I don't... I don't know. But no. go ahead with that. Can you name another like violent rape scene that had nudity in it in the eighties? Did they make like, any death 80s? wishes in the eighties? Yeah, but I don't. Well, there, Death Wish three they did they did have nudity because I remember it was it was uh, Deanna Troy from the Next Generation. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But I don't think there was in, in Death Wish four. But I don't know. We're gonna cover that with Stuart when we get to it. So we'll go into that. But yeah. So how do you, I got? I got all this combined right now. So yes, Rico. <laughs> Rico's fucking his skank. So she gets her tits out. It's but it's, it's very uh, dark in there. It's really... very dark. Neons are all lit up. You just get like we're just seeing the for, in the foreground of our shot. We get that strippers uh, or prostitute whatever lady, whatever. Is. You just you're just looking straight into her butthole. Um, 
And Rico is just, come right over here. Come to daddy. Well, that's going on. Our boys are showing up. They're going up because it's like an apartment building. It's really shitty. Yeah, it's really run down. Spray paint everywhere. And Furnace uh, probably works, though, unlike Nick, my house. Nick, <laughs> Nick <laughs> hands uh, Eddie a gun. You know how to use this, don't you? Right. Yeah. And he's, he's not, Nick is just focused. He's not even saying anything. I thought Eddie was a cop in a prior life. No. Burke okay. was. Burke. And uh, so uh, they go up there. Ramon, using his Hispanic skills, starts making. I think. I think the ploy was to make it sound like you. He was a dude who was fucking that chick. So he's speaking Spanish, like "Hey, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish." And she's like, "I don't know who that is." And he's like, "Oh fuck this guy! I'm gonna fuck this guy up." So Rico's all pissed off, thinking this is something she's two timing him. Yeah. Open the door, surprise, bitch! Bust in, slap fucking Rico around. Eddie standing over him now, gun drawn, and he's like, I don't remember what he asked him. No, he goes, "You killed my son." Okay. He's like, "I didn't fucking kill your son. Brago did that. Oh, I just fucking tried to murder your wife." Oh, so we can. And they throw the girlfriend in the bathroom. She's like, "This bitch, get out of here!" And they lock her in the bathroom. And they, and then fucking cold blooded Eddie just shoots his fucking ass. Yeah. He shoots him in the shoulder first. Like, yeah, watch him like squirm for a little bit, and then he just fucking caps his ass. Wow! And it, it was so fucking fucking serious. Nick is kind of shook by it. He's like, yeah. God damn. What Nick, the, was, Nick was shocked was like, by what it. What the fuck? Eddie even does a mic drop. He drops <laughs> he the does. gun on the bed, and then he walks out of the the fucking right. room. And the V team is just like looking at each other, like, "Oh, what did we just bring on the team? Like, we like awkwardly beating people up, but this is this is interesting. I'm a little into it." So, so they they leave. They're going to leave, and yeah. then just I mean, doesn't everybody have a gun hidden in their toilet? I have three in my bathroom, yeah. and in case you're you're a good American, yeah. And so does the girlfriend. So she grabs her gun, shoots Ramon in the back. Oof. And then fucking Nick shoots around, shoots her. She goes flying. <laughs> she goes flying across the room into the bathtub. He feels a little bad about that one. Little, little symbolic, Griff. What's that? Eddie's son died in a bathtub. She died in a bathtub. Eddie's son died in a bathtub. Yeah, the whole point of this movie—you've already forgotten the first. He got bath- shot out a window. He got no. He was in a bathtub and he got shot. He didn't oh. get shot out the window. His brains just got shot out the window. Oh, okay. I my recollection of it was just like brains flying out a window. So I thought I thought he was like in the windowsill. No, you're <laughs> totally wrong. Whatever. So wait, yeah, whatever. Way to ruin my own fucking metaphor. I'm get, trying to like I'm trying to be Martin Scorsese and your fucking Marvel films. So anyway. <laughs> Ramon just got clipped though. He's not gonna die, but he might be out of action for a while. Fucking Eddie, he's done, Griff. He's he's just ready to leave town. Well, no, he he goes he he goes to uh yeah a real jarring uh, switch here. I don't know how he does murder, and then he's like, you know what? Now that I've calmed down a little bit, I'm gonna go check on my Time wife. To pick up my wife. <laughs> and uh, uh, right also, away. Officer Rick James, Rick James, Officer Steve James shows up at the at the scene. The, yeah, scene of Rico's death. He's like, come on, you know. You know exactly because the fucking the cop on the scene, the the same cop earlier with the mustache. He's just like, up gang activity. It's a wrap. And like, uh, there's always got to be one insider cop who is wise enough to know. And Steve James is like, you know, fucking Fred Williamson did this shit. Yeah, this is this got him all written all over it. 
Look at the metaphor for the kid dying. He got it. And he's just like, and they're like, I don't know what to tell you, Officer James. All I know, it was gang related. And he's like, mm, he's like steaming and he leaves. Eddie goes to the hospital. This kind of, oh man, I feel so bad for Eddie, man. Because he shows up. He's like, I'm here to pick up my wife. And the cop, I mean, the, the doc, he's got, he's like, coffee <laughs> you're good you're good uh, he's like i hear I, I i drank on this side you can drink on this side, <laughs> drink on this side. and and he's like no, no no where's my wife he's like well you can't see your wife well why can't i see i thought wife? this was gonna be some weird shtick where he's like i oh. thought he was gonna say she was dead yeah yeah exactly i was like your wife died while yeah. you were in jail he's like no she doesn't want to see you it's much worse yeah <laughs> and he like goes fuck that pushes him away Goes into the room. He did take the coffee, though. He's like, yeah, I could use that. Yeah. He's <laughs> a little like, pick-me-up. I'm a little nerves right now. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? She's like, I'm never going back there. And he's like, that's fine. We don't have to fucking go back there. We can yeah. leave. She's like, you're just not doing it for me anymore. Okay? Oh. Look oh. at me. She opens her shirt. Look at all these scars. She's like, it's not me. It's you. You're not doing it for me. Eddie is crushed. This all this shit this guy's been through. Yeah. All, all just because he wanted to have a beer. He didn't have a beer. He had coffee with his friends after the Sparks Factory shift. Dude, he was uh, the DD, man. He Life was... ruined. Fucking A. And that's it, guys. She leaves him. So Eddie goes home. Poor Eddie. And he's just fucking angry as shit, as he should be. Yeah. Again. Fred walks right, or Nick walks right in the door because they're on that basis right right you know they just walk in yeah. each other's houses yeah i think fred i'd be cool with fred going through my cds not you but fred would be all right you know the... i i'm not even mad about that because <laughs> i would be in the same boat like all right, fred, hey, fred. Like, he's wearing a mink coat i don't know why because he's fred williams stole my design and he's just like come on man you, you liked you like what we did? It was great. Didn't feel good killing yeah, that guy. I saw that. You you had an energy. You got you, the eye of the tiger, dude. You took that boner to your wife. Did you bang her? No. She's leaving me. Eddie's like, he's like, I'm fucking out of here, man. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah, I, I love that little forward. throwaway line. He's like, why do I have all this plastic shit? And just throws it down. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm heading the fuck out of here. I don't know where I'm going. And then fucking, as always, like I said, the wise black man's got to teach the white man. He's like, okay, say you go somewhere and it's safe. How much longer will it be safe? (laughs) You go on a mountain, it's safe. Then all around you, the scum. You got to take it back. (laughs) Fight for it. And Eddie, Eddie, I would have fucking totally be like, dude, let's get in the Punisher van and go. Yeah. But Eddie is just so distraught. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. Nick points out that um, Prague and gang are going for Eddie first for some reason. Yeah, he's like, we're on the street. They're looking for us. They know we did it. Because a guy happened to be, one of the gang members happened to be outside when Rico got killed. And I love that Prague was like, Rico! He was, all, he was really upset. He finally got to feel like what he's always done to people. So Eddie hops in his car. And he's like, don't care. Get the fuck out of here. They can murder me if they want. I got nothing to live for. And then they, you know, they also murdered uh, Steve James for no reason. Yeah, that's right. They have a cutaway <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. And this didn't even make our notes because it was like such a weird <laughs> scene. But yeah, they just cut to. Steve uh, James and his partner, they, they got a call. He was a prowler somewhere. 
Because the bad guys called uh, called the, in a fake. This is the one thing they're going to take seriously and actually <laughs> yeah. go check out. Yeah. You see, this is why they didn't show well, up at the you know beginning what it of the There's probably some bad publicity from Vicky getting like attacked. Maybe. So they were like, guys, just for a week, pretend Ple- like you care. Please, yeah. Well, cause, and fucking Steve James cares. He shows that he wants to work the system yeah, to work. Yeah, Steve, of course, does want to. You know... He's probably working fourteen other cases, and that's why you know he he's couldn't show cold up to Vicky. Cases and shit. He's My just God, like, hot he's, cases, cold he's fucking cases. Fucking taking night classes. He wants to be a lawyer, dude. You know? He's gonna be the new DA, I hear. Yeah, well, well yeah, mm. not that hard to be a DA, apparently. And yeah, so they get called to like a scene of a crime, but it's, it was set up by Prego, and they just get fucking fucking St. Valentine's Day massacred. It's just like machine guns and shit. It was really dark, but I thought I saw. <laughs> And one, like, if you look off to the east, I thought I saw a spark factory. And then if you look to the west, I thought I saw, like, a dockside. So you got both ones in there. And, like, a. a, It's a recipe for murder. Yeah, it was like, they were, like, under an abandoned uh, railway, like the the Chicago trains. It always breaks our heart when we see Steve James die on screen and didn't change it. Now, Now, Griff and I were feeling what Eddie was feeling. Yeah, that's 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 what probably does it for what us. that scene was for to like make us the Just audience like crank up the emotion a little more, right. and that way you're feeling a little yeah more what Eddie's feeling as he storms out of town in his van. He's got the van. You hear that fucking sad Hulk music playing in the back. Boop, boop, dun, dun, dun. And then. It's luck- this was a little like too coincidental. This is fate, man. This is just <laughs> yeah. how it works. This is life gives you lem- lemons sometimes. Prego just happens to be crossing the street, almost just gets happened. run over by. He was jaywalking. Yes, he was. He, yeah, he, he, all he does is commit crimes. All he and does. gets away with them all the time. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? He was ran me over, and like this just shows what a piece of shit Prego is. He doesn't even remember Eddie. Yeah, because. Eddie is, like, dumbfounded at first because he's like, oh, my God, it's you. <laughs> and, Pre- and he knows Pre- because fucking Rico told him yeah. that he killed his son. Yeah. So he's ready to fucking kill. So Prego, again, he's just, like, kind of turns around, walks away. But then he looks over his shoulder again, sees that Eddie is still staring <laughs> daggers at him. And he goes up to the window, and he's like, what do you want, old man? And Eddie is just like, I want to talk to you. And he starts struggling to get out of his van. And in that time, Prego's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. So he... He takes off. We get a nice run scene. Yeah. Fucking Robert Foster doing that Tom Cruise running. Oh, my God. See, unfortunately, Fred looked slow, but (laughs) uh, Eddie looked fast as shit. And he needed to be because Prego finally gets his car. Luck would have some asshole fucking blocked him in. He's parking on the street. Good Seinfeld joke there. So he starts like ramming in the car for him. Guy comes up, hey, it's my car. He's like, oh, that's your car. Give me the keys. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll move my car. He's like, give me the keys. He grabs the keys, takes off with that guy's car. Dude, he can't even go five minutes without committing a fucking crime. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens, man. So Eddie shows up a minute later, sees him. The guy's like, that guy just stole my car. And he's, he's like, he's like oh. what are you, a cop? And then Eddie just ignores him, jumps into Prego's car, which had, was, it was running because yeah. he left it. So we get a pretty generic car chase scene. Yeah, and of course it ends up dockside in a spark factory. Yeah, with some kind of construction site. They, they immediately are like 45 feet up in the rafters or something. It's like a I, crane. I thought it was a crane. It might have been a crane. I couldn't make out what was going and on here. I, I think it was a construction site, and it was a crane. That makes sense. And the fucking... Face-to-face. Well, yeah, so they're like right on the edge of this walkway around the crane. 
And this shows how, like, Prego doesn't even care about his own fucking life. He's just like, because they're struggling. Because first of all, he's like, come on. What? This, first of all, this shows where pussy gang members are. Because it ain't like Eddie's like this badass dude. Oh, no. He immediately bitches out. Like, And I was shocked, like, Prego didn't have a gun or a knife on him or anything. He was he was not ready for this. Right. So he was like, come on, man. And then Eddie just bull rushes him, grabs him. because he's un-American. Hanging him, he's like hanging him over there. And like he's like, kill my son. He's like, I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, I do. And he just fucking throws him off. Yeah, you get that splatter in the ground and the debris. Once again, fun. metaphor. Because you see his brain splattered, and you saw Scott's brain splattered earlier. Okay. You see, I'm with you on that yeah. one. I remember that. And so they that's it. Good... That's it. Movie over, right, Griff? I mean, I was like, this is one of those hammer, super <laughs> anticlimactic endings, you know? Yeah, this was... is weird. But and... it was real. Yeah. Because, like, in real life, you're not going to have a Jean-Claude Van Damme fight. A- exactly. Gonna... Exactly. And these two, neither of them could fight. Right. So, you know what? It was very real. Because they were both, like, 45. It I mean, might you have... know his Prego looked pretty damn old, too. Yeah, he did. It might have been anticlimactic for us, but you know, it was it was very real, it was very gritty. And that's right. what this movie's going for. And so just as you think the credits about to roll, it gets real dark and you know, yet we 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 see a guy walk into a car. You see like a courthouse. Yeah. And a guy's walking out, he's like, just to let you know because most people probably forgot about this guy. The, we see like a, a cop who's like guarding the door, hey judge, whatever, like have uh. a good night. And we're like, oh, shit, that's the judge that I, put him in jail. I have no idea what was about to happen here. And, well, you didn't know he was the judge? No, no, no. I just mean, like, when we cut from the last gang member oh, dying yeah. to, see you later, judge. I was like, what is and happening? And he gets in his car, and then you see, like, a, uh, hands holding, like, a control thing, much like the callback to the airplane oh control airplane controls oh my god the foreshadowing yeah. we even build up the <laughs> foreshadowing and then he goes boop and then the car explodes oh man and you see that punisher van just roll off <laughs> then the credits go then the credits i uh kind of I caught, I think this could have been a great franchise. I'm kind of bummed out that they didn't ex, like do more movies. I could see like Fred Williamson Dude. and Robert Forrester just traveling the country in that van, killing, cleaning up cities. Right. I I would have loved that to have them go to like Chicago, Detroit, New York, go over to California somewhere. You know, do L.A. That would have been awesome. Missed opportunity. They could have done a whole fucking like five movie series in the South. That would have been crazy. Right. But, beating you know, up racist people that. and shit. Instead, we get 12 Fast and the Furious movies. <sighs> so, Griff, speaking of... Uh, yeah, war, war, warm us back up here with something interesting. Well, this movie next week is such a it's such a canon movie, yet it's not. It's amazing that this canon did not create this movie because who are two of canon's heaviest hitters? Yeah, like, uh, I would say Chuck and Jean-Claude. Well, you're half right. Yeah. Because next week we have a movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Nice. Wait, Early. there's only there's only like two movies that Van Damme did. What what are we getting at here? Well, he it's your man Jean-Claude Van Damme versus my man Shokazugi no. Ninja Extraordinaire. No. no. This is the movie that killed my childhood. Well, we're going to re-kill it. We're going to bring it back to life and kill it again. I'm terrified of watching this. 
Griff, I watched it recently. You're going to be shy. You're going to be surprised by some things. You're remembering stuff wrong. Yeah. There's, there's some, some introspective things. It's fucking Black Eagle, Griff. <sighs> Shokazugi, hero, Jean-Claude, villain. No. Or is he a villain? Oh. I'm going to leave it right there, Griff, because That's... I want to keep you on the edge of your seat just much as the people listening are on the edge of their seats. So, everybody, we'll see you next week for Shokazugi and Jean-Claude Van Damme in... Black Eagle, and as always, keep it warm.